At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I want to introduce you to another of the great new sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and it is a sponsor that would be important in any time if you want to have a beautiful workspace, but it's especially important now when you need a safe one as well, and that's safecubbies.com, which offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your open office into a modern and safe environment at any budget. You can personalize your workspace with options like whiteboards, magnetic panels, acrylic sheets, and graphic branding. Most of the surfaces are non-porous for easy cleaning and can be removed or replaced within minutes. Now, this is for workplaces. They've got a bunch of different options on their professional series, but also they've got private room solutions, dividers and sneeze guards, and they have a classroom series as well. So if you're involved with the school, this is definitely something your school should check out, of course, if we have school in the fall. And that's the point here. We are entering a new normal period with COVID-19, safecubbies.com, which is locally owned is the place that you want to go. The phone number is 754-216-1071. Again, that's 754-216-1071 or safecubbies.com. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. We're not. Now we are. Now we're live. Welcome to the latest episode of Floors Yours, an extension of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. You also might be listening to this on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Make sure you download the Dash Radio app and then search for Nothing But Net. You'll find us every day from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. That's Monday through Friday Eastern time. If you're listening to us on the West Coast, you want some heat talk, we're on from 7 to 8 a.m. Also check out FiveReasonsports.com, FiveReasonsports.com. Our guy, guy Brady Hawk posting a couple stories a day there. Every time the Heat have these two Zoom calls, uh, or one Zoom call, but the two players and Eric Spolstra, he gets his five takeaways up there in about 15 minutes. So make sure you check that out, especially as the real games start on Saturday, and I'll be posting some stuff up there as well. Also, I want to thank our sponsor, Biscayne Bay Brewing. You'll be hearing a lot more about them going forward. All right, today... And uh, for those of us who are listening to us on the audio side, I've got Alex Toledo on my right with his impeccable timing. He was on time today, so so many claps there. Greg Sylvander right above me. Uh, he is uh, he's right above me. I'm not hearing anybody. It's probably going to be my problem here. And then uh, Alphonse Sydney 
up there. We've got the T-shirts on. What do we got? I'm wearing – well, first, Alf's wearing the uh, Five on the Floor logo shirt, as is Alex. I have on uh, – Manny switched to me. Manny Chang is, is uh, producing tonight the, uh, the Bubble Dribble shirt. You can still get these for thir- – they keep discounting these over on our – on our pop-up shop for 13 bucks. So you can get these shirts for $13. And then above me, Greg Sylvander with Black Lives Matter, uh, the official light-skinned opinions shirt. LSO, baby. LSO. I don't know who I can hear and who I can't hear. I can hear Greg, so I'm going to start. Nobody else has spoken. That's the whole thing. I hear Alf. (laughs) How about Alex? Alex, give me some. You hear me? You hear me? He's the one I don't hear. You. Uh, you guys, does everybody else hear me or no? Yeah, I can Ethan, hear you. you got to go in and co- you got to go out and come back in. Uh, all right, so we're, we're so I'm going to throw out a question. I feel like I have to do this every single time. Um, I'm going to throw out a question, but mostly we want this to be about listener viewer questions today. We have talked about everything. We've been going three to five times a week, five times lately, leading up to the Heat's restart, which is Saturday. Right now, as we're doing this. The first official restart game, the Pelicans are beating the Jazz, who seem to miss uh, Bogdanovich quite a bit. So we're watching that. Uh, Zion, obviously, is playing tonight. And then we've got Lakers Clippers coming up after that. And then Heat Nuggets on Saturday. I will throw this out to you. And then I'm going to disappear. Come right back. Greg, single most important thing that has to happen for the Heat, for them to surprise people and maybe go further than the general public thinks. And it could be anything. It could be matchup. It could be a player on their team. It could be some other circumstance. Single most important thing. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say that the, um, the shooters shoot to their regular season percentages, that's going to be, or even better than the regular season percentages. That's going to be the number one thing. Obviously I think everybody probably wanted me to say something about Jimmy's shot, I don't think it's about Jimmy's shot. I think it's about Duncan shooting 45% from three and Tyler and these guys, Kendrick Nunn getting 36. Um, that's probably the biggest element for me because this team is kind of living and dying by the three. I I disagree with you there. Um, and I, I know it's not going to sound new coming from me. And I believe Northstar won. Uh, on the on the on the comment said it defense 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 like if they can't stop speedy point guards like the Kemba Walkers of the world are going to tear them up and it's it, and it's and it's disheartening to me to see how bad they were against John Morant with time to prepare time to practice um, I w- I'm, I'm worried about their defense because they can score. Scoring the other day against the Grizzlies wasn't a problem. They could score all day long. They could shoot all day long. Uh, they have shooters, uh, despite what some um, seven-foot guys out in Portland might say, that he got shooters. You know what I mean? They can score with the best of them. That's one thing that's weird about this team because it, we've been complaining about their de- their offense for years, and their defense has always been on point. It, it flip-flopped. It flip-flopped this year. Like, they literally – like, somebody first. Posted- First and true shooting percentage this year. Yeah, they're All amazing year. offensively. But like somebody uh, who I don't know who tweeted out uh, or maybe somebody retweeted some old justice highlights of him just locking up Chris Middleton. And I and I said it in uh, the chat. We're all in. I said, is there a single guy on the heat right now that can do what justice did in that sequence? On a consistent basis, I'm not talking about, yeah. you know, EJJ for a couple of possessions. Jimmy, when he's not being asked to carry the offense, 
outside of Bam, they don't have a single guy defensively that just can lock somebody up. And it, I think that's the thing that scares me the most about the Heat in the playoffs. I mean, I agree with you there because I think the perimeter pro- is the the problem for them. Like we, you know, we've talked about it a bunch of times at this point. But the guys they traded for, I like them. I, I like them. Right? I like Crowder. I like Iguodala. They're all good defenders. Solomon Hill. These guys are solid defenders. The thing is, none of those guys are point of attack defenders either, right? I yeah. think this is all going to end up coming down to uh, Spolstra, really, because at this point with this roster that you have, it's about cross-matching, right? It's, it's going to become a strategical thing. Uh, like Nikias was, was saying in the deep dive uh, he did the other day on, on the Heat's defense, it really is going to come down to cross-matching. Like I mentioned before, you know, the idea of putting Jimmy on a guy, if, you know, to prevent him from getting hotter if he's already hot. Uh, they're gonna have to do stuff like that, right? Like we're gonna, they're gonna have to be really creative with defensive matchups. I feel like at this you're point, gonna have to hide, you're gonna have to hide Goron and none. Like you're yeah. gonna have to. That that's the thing. The reason why I went three point shooting is because ultimately I don't think they're going to be able to fix the point of attack stuff, and I think it's gonna hinder them no matter what. So you just at that point, people. Wow. Yeah, correct. Or, yeah, the best yeah. defense is gonna be offense. So that's <laughs> that's why I'm going in that direction. But I like I, I agree with Alex there. I think I think. And like, listen, I've 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 been hard on Solomon Hill, but like guys like Solomon Hill should have been on John Morant, um, oh. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, but, dude. But, just... but but Alf Alf Alf. Look, what, what was the alternative? Hey, hey, no, no, no. But here, here's the thing, and this is the problem. Derek, this, play Derek. Right, play Derek. But this don't no, see. This is the problem with this line of thinking. But it's a uh, scrimmage. All, no, so. it's not. No, no, not that. It, the, the problem with this line of thinking is if you have to go to your twelfth man to slow somebody else down. You're not winning anything not anyway. That they're they're gonna have to de- get this done, and I think Eric knows that by his players who he wants to play the most playing above their heads defensively. You can only look. I mean, if you're gonna play Solomon Hill, you're taking a really good offensive player off well, the floor. That's my, my problem. thing. Wasn't necessarily Solomon Hill per se. My thing was. None and Goron just like 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 uh, Alex was saying cross matching like none and Goron were not doing anything against John Morant. So guys like Solomon Hill is kind of what I'm saying. Guys that aren't necessarily playing point guard on offense need to switch up on the on the best offensive player. But DJ Al, Day, can't you? But, okay, Butler, but, but I understand uh, it. But, but, Andre Iguodala, Jay, like all these guys just need to cross. They, I mean, they can't. They got to do things really creatively defensively. To, to keep up with some of these other teams. I, I get it, but but here's the thing. Look, ultimately, your best player is going to have to take those assignments. And so ultimately, it, you know, if you're going to advance deep into the playoffs and you have a team that you can't hide someone on, and, and the deeper you get in the playoffs, the harder it is to hide someone, right? Like, I mean, because even if you're hiding someone on someone who's not, you know, an off-the-dribble threat, there's still going to be a shooting threat like Milwaukee, okay? There's no one to hide someone against in Milwaukee because – you know, I just think you take it at that point. You just, but, that's, well, well, that, well, that's what you do. But I think ultimately what you may have to do is say, okay, Jimmy or Bam, you're going to have to take – you're going to have to take the two toughest assignments and we're going to have to find a way to compensate by giving you a little bit of relief on offense. Maybe the ball needs to be in Goron's hands more on offense then, okay, to give Jimmy a little bit of a break. I, I think ultimately – Or Kendrick. They're going to they're gonna need to take pressure off Jimmy because you asked the question, Alf. Who on this roster can do it? Who can be justice? It is Jimmy, okay? But he can't do it while he's dribbling the ball up the court on every freaking possession. And mm-hmm. getting 23 a game. Getting 23 a game. Would explain why. Better rebounders. Would explain why Harold's getting some of those reps, huh? Right. 
I think there that Eric is trying to distribute some of this stuff. He'll try to distribute some of it between Dragic, Nunn, and Hero to give Jimmy a break. And don't think that after four months and all the conversations that Eric and Jimmy have had, that that hasn't come up, okay? Like, we need to find a way to, to use you the best possible way we can. We want you to be a facilitator. We can't have you do everything anymore. And, and I think then we'll see him flourish a little bit. I'm with you, Alf, but I just think it's not Solomon Hill. Specific, but if we're talking about Solomon Hill, and, and I asked DJJ today about defending the point of attack. He says he wants to defend the best, best player on the other team. That's fine. But when you're playing DJJ or Solomon Hill or one of those guys' heavy minutes, you're not playing somebody else who can I score. Can- I keep bringing up Solomon Hill because I feel bad about some of the things I've said in the past. Yes, <laughs> I know. That's why. <laughs> Let go of that guilt, Al. Let go of that guilt. <laughs> that, that, that guilt is holding me back, baby. Like, it's just, I've been, I've been hard on Solomon Hill, and he's, he's a solid defender. But it's, it's just like you're saying, Jimmy's going to have to take on a lot of that responsibility. But this team has shown that they have guys that can score all over this offense. Right. So Jimmy yeah. can take more of a, st- I, I, a lot of people are like, we need, uh, the heat need to fix, fix Jimmy's, um, jumper in the playoffs. I don't think that's it. I don't think it's about Jimmy fixing his jumper or, or them scoring or offensively or anything. I think it's about Jimmy taking on a bigger role defensively just because mm-hmm. he's the guy, uh, he's the perimeter defender outside of Bam that can do it. I think and- Bam, don't underestimate. Like Spolstra, if Jimmy has to be the guy to shoulder the burden on offense and they run into a situation where some of the young guys are struggling and Jimmy just has to literally take over, I wouldn't discount Bam out of bio being a guy that they go put on somebody that you would never expect to see uh, him guarding for extended stretches. But how, how small can you go with him? In other words, like, I mean, we, we've Steph seen Curry play- small. I mean, for how many possessions, though? Like, I'm just saying, like... I know, I know. I, I, I mean, you could do it in spots, absolutely. And and I think it does make sense. And and obviously, you know, the way that he guards guys on the perimeters, on the perimeter can work for some possessions, but I, I don't think it's something you can go to uh, all the time. Who did I miss while I, I was absent here? Uh, who, who else... Uh, what was the most... Anybody not pick their most I don't think Alex uh, gave his take. Yeah. I, I talk right. a lot. I, I, I spoke a lot, too, but I was basically backing up there. I was going to go with defense as well, just because I kind of trust their shooting already, right? And maybe we might we could be taking it for granted, right? Who knows? But uh, I just trust Duncan Robinson that much. I trust uh, none. I trust Dragic. I trust all these guys to keep, you know, performing well in the roles that, they, that they've been given. None, all of those guys have been slotted in perfect roles. So I think that's why I trust the shooting part of it as – you know, with Jimmy, really, all it is is him being able to hit the mid-range jumpers when, you know, when teams duck on him in the final minute of a game. That's all we're really talking about here, right? right? Yeah. See, I agree with you. And maybe me. like once or twice in a game, but like it's that's not really the important part. It, it's it's really just the threat of it there. You got to scare somebody a little bit, but for it's the defense, though. For me, the Jimmy offense is like when like all they're doing is shooting threes for like seven straight possessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody just needs to get in the damn paint and make something happen. Like that's when I want to see Jimmy take over last two minutes, last one minute mm-hmm. of a close game. That's when I want to see Jimmy take over more. And I think we talked about it in the past. where like, we would like to see more aggressive Jimmy, but we're starting to see the fact they don't need Jimmy on offense that much. They, they just really need him for free throws. They just needed to, to yes. go to the lane, like you and said, and just get some free throws. There's not a lot of guys that give you relief points on this team when the shooting goes cold for a few minutes, right? Oh, so yeah. That, we got a donation. Got a donation. Thanks, Ryan, for the subway. Appreciate that. We'll be Yo, able to get and, the cookies with that, too. 
another comment from a listener, uh, a friend of the show, Tracy Shields, T Shields on Twitter, um, says that Spo should mix in the zone strategically to save Jimmy's legs. I think that there's yes. there's some validity to oh that my God. in trying to get him uh, a breather here and there. Yeah, there, no there, doubt. I, we're going to get so much zone. I'm saying that right now, and I feel really confident about it. I think because of all the defensive issues we're talking about, yep. I don't think it's going to be something that they, you know, it's it's not going to be their main defensive scheme because we know that's the drop. Mm-hmm. They're going to go with switching sometimes when they get that didn't bench lineup in. But they're going to use that zone a lot. Watch. We thought, Jay, we thought Jay and Iggy were going, was going, to, were going to fix some of these problems, right? That they wouldn't these have. guys are still there. Yeah, yeah. They still got the same guys that were giving them the problem. <laughs> exactly. They, because the problem they're not defending the point of attack. The that's the they, thing. The guys <laughs> they traded either weren't playing or weren't the problems defensively. So. And because right, you but, don't have but, any point of attack defenders, that's why you go to the zone. You take the pressure off of a Dragic or a nun. But then he's he's going He's going to play a lot of zone, but but just to cycle it back, this does raise a question because Eric decided to go to this. We talked about it at the time. They decided to go to this uh, very, very early in the season, okay? I mean, they did a lot of it last year too, but they sprung it on Philadelphia basically in game two of a four-game season series. And I said at the time, as much as you want to win these games, is it too early to be showing this much? Because we saw that Philadelphia – and started working against it regularly right after that. Now, it didn't work in the two other games against the Heat, but the Sixers have got it. And, right, but, well, they can a little better now with Milton playing. But now you've got all of these other teams that have been running more zone, running against more zone in practice, which is something Maybe that's Kai has talked about with the five it. on the floor. Well, perhaps. I, I just wonder if, if Eric went to it. I, you have to take care of your own team soon. I did find it interesting to take care of your own team first. I did find it interesting today uh, where – you know, I did ask him about whether his plan, what he had for a plan. He said he had a loose plan, but he's willing to adjust to it. Um, <coughs> I think the loose plan is what we saw in, in the third preseason game, which is basically he's got two five-man lineups with, I think, DJJ is the wild card, okay? And yep. Basically, it's a guard on ball. But I think that there are certain and the guys. Zone. The zone is and the, the wild zo- card as well. The, the zone, but I also think there are certain guys that may get a little bit of a quicker hook. I think he's going to have a quicker hook with Myers if it's just not working against certain teams. I think he's going to have a quicker hook uh, because now he trusts Olenek more than he did before. I think he's going to have a quicker hook with none. And I think, and I know this goes counter to everything I've said for the past month, but with the point of attack problems being such an issue, he may have a quicker hook with Goran. I, I, I didn't think so. I thought he was going to trust Goran more than others, and Goran talked today about how he's ready. But we've all kind of identified he's sort of the biggest problem at the point, you know, at the head of the snake on defense. And I, if, if Eric's identifying that as the biggest problem, I might have been wrong about how much he goes to Dragic. Listen, I think uh, you mentioned something about pulling the card too early. I think the zone is something that's thrown out, so that's why he was comfortable. What if it's because he's got another card to play that he hasn't played yet? And yep. it's the lineups that we've talked about, man. I Something about it is like, why haven't we seen that yet? It seems like so logical with Jimmy at the point or maybe Jimmy and Hero, right? And then you go, you size up from there. Maybe you go two other wings and and Bam or Jimmy, Duncan, Jay, Andre, Bam. You get what I'm saying? Those lineups where you're going slightly bigger uh, on the perimeter. Like, that's the one thing we haven't seen. We've seen lineups with Derek at the five. If I would have told you before the bubble, (laughs) which one of those things were more likely? Yeah. Derek at the five, like not a crazy thing with how many bigs they have. Like what? But but Alex, Alex, his history though is sometimes not to play the lineup. You think that's coming, even if that lineup has success in limited doses. I'm going to go back. Remember 
in the early in the big three era, and of course Miller got hurt and Udonis got hurt. But the big talk was this big five lineup they had, right? The big three with Mike and UD. And when he played that lineup, that lineup killed it. It killed it. And he never played it. Like we were always like, why isn't he yeah. playing this lineup more when they're all healthy? And it was like he was saving it for certain situations that sometimes never came. And you're like, why yeah. is he? He's playing Joel so much. He's playing Z so much. He's playing Bibby or Chalmers so much. Why not just roll out UD with Mike if they're both healthy? And he didn't do it. I think in this case, I do think, but we have seen an experiment, but I do think Iguodala, Crowder, Jimmy, Bam, you know, it, with Duncan, okay, is probably that lineup. Uh, it, uh, that's probably it. That's okay? the trick up the sleeve. That's the, that might be the you know what what are they the, what do they call the Hamptons Five lineup or what uh, the Hampton, death whatever, lineup the death line that might be it the, the Tootsie's Five the Tootsie's <laughs> Five right exactly but we didn't we didn't see it we do we see that lineup yet we have not seen that one right the I don't think we have Duncan. they've been all the lineups have had none I feel like none or drag Dragic has been in. Uh, well, this last game, they've had a lot of none in Dragic in the last game. Like, they have not gone to uh, a non-traditional point guard very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what they're going to have to do because they don't have guards that can defend very well. And Is, is this affected at all, guys? Kemba Walker said today that this is the most frustrating injury that he's had in his career. Um, Kemba has not been a guy who's been banged up too much. But uh, does – you start to look at the point guards in the East. Okay, you know we were scared of Kemba. Uh, you know you're a little scared of Kyle. Um, you're not really scared of Bledsoe, although there's a really good piece about Bledsoe that was out today. People should take a look at it, which gives him a little bit more credit sometimes uh, than he's given. You don't wouldn't seem on paper to be scared of Shake Milton. I mean, I, I I think against all of those teams, if Kemba's limited, then maybe you can play them a little bit differently uh, than you would otherwise. If he's not going to be 100 percent for a while, I think. I think that one matters. If and, and again, they're going to see Boston. Uh, you know, they're going to see Boston soon. So you look at that game. Let, let's go through some of the games though and see how they may uh, they may match up. Okay, the first, particularly the first four. And thanks, Oscar, for joining us. Um, let's start number one with Denver. Okay, uh, Matt Moore was on our podcast from HD Basketball. I, I really HP Basketball. I really would recommend people listen to it because the breakdowns were great. Alex and I were on with him yesterday. But he talked about how banged up Denver is. They can't even find five healthy guys. It's true. Uh, I mean, they're a team you could go unconventional against, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. so I, I think you may see some of it in game one. They don't have the speedy guys that that scare you. Um, no, and you also say that. And then Jamal Murray is 24 in the beginning of the second quarter. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But he's not, you know, it's not the John Morant style of play that scares you to death. Right or a healthy Kemba Walker style of play. Um, I well, feel they, I'm not saying they can. I'm not saying they have guys that can contain Jamal Murray, um, but <laughs> they have a better chance than they do against some of these other guys. Well, they're the going to play bigger too. They're going to yeah. play bigger. The other yeah, thing you, home, like, you throw Jimmy on on Jamal Murray in this matchup, right? Wouldn't that make sense? Or do you just yeah. keep him on Gary? Wait, Gary Harris is not even playing, right? I don't even think he's healthy. No. Yeah, no, he'll, he'll be out. There's, they're still easing back a couple guys, but you know, Denver also has had um, patches throughout the season where they struggled to defend the three. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to my key of the bubble <laughs> and say that that um that that's something to watch for as well. I'm not letting it go. 
It, it, it could be. Um, the other question, of course, is how much we'll see Ball Ball. And, and Matt thinks it'll be in kind of very limited. Oh, gosh. Very limited doses. But, uh, but, but let's, let's get to Jokic. I mean, Bam guarded Jokic some. Um, Myers is probably going to guard Jokic some. You play. Right. You put Meyer. You put Myers on Jokic and just let. The thing with Jokic is like sometimes you just you'd rather just let him score in the paint, yeah, and not create for other guys. You know what I mean? Like put a guy. You know, just let him make him work. Myers is going to make him work because Myers is a strong guy, but Myers is not going to be able to stop him. But you almost rather just let uh, let Jokic get his. And well, not the is, you know that he wants to pass it, so it's like exactly. Meyer. He you almost want him to shoot because it's not what he wants to do. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You just let Myers guard him and then put Bam on Millsap. So just shut Millsap out. And then you deal with you deal with the guards as they come. Um, but a lot, but it, they'll be less effective without Jokic creating for everybody else. So they still like, don't have anyone to stop Bol Bol. So that's a, a major oh, uh, issue. Yeah. Going to yeah. this. Don't forget. Could you, could you imagine True. Heat fans ap- apoplectic if Bol Bol goes for like thirty five? I, yeah. I want I want Bol Bol going for forty and ten. Like I just that'll be pretty funny. That'll be pretty funny. You always uh, wish for anarchy, Alf. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, th- 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 this uh, time on the timeline with that one. This question comes in uh, whether or not. And guys, keep sending in the questions. We're going to try to get to them here in the last uh, 15, 20 minutes of this. Uh, this guy comes in about Boston and whether the Kemba thing is a smokescreen. We, we've talked a lot about smokescreens and all the rest of this and teams may be throwing things out there because they're together in the bubble and information is getting out. So you want to throw people off. I don't think so, though. The, 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 this was pretty well reported in Boston that his knee has been a problem for a while. He's not the type that talks about injuries uh, unless, you know, it's something significant. I do think it's something this was going on during right? the season too. This was going on. This is something they've been nursing for a while. So no, I, I don't, I don't think so. Um, I, I've actually been a little bit surprised to be honest that Eric has been so open with information co- com- comparable to usual. Um, he really hasn't hit a whole lot from us. I mean, obviously the BAM and none disclosures about COVID, but that was more privacy related. You know, they really hasn't hit a lot, but I, I think the Kemba thing is legitimate, and I think it's one of the five biggest storylines in the Eastern Conference because in a lot of ways he's what makes them different uh, because he can take advantage of the opportunities that the other three guys create. All right, let's get to some of the other matchups starting on Monday. They got Toronto Monday, right? Toronto Monday and then Boston. That's the one I'm trying to get to if my test comes back in time. Uh, and then they got Boston after that. The Toronto matchup, we saw Bam kind of take Siakam out the last time. That Siakam that he played. It's an understatement. Right. Um, I, I mean, he Siakam is so important to what they do now. Uh, Toronto, in, in a lot of ways, kind of them and Miami are kind of mirror images and that they can play a lot of different guys uh, that can hurt you. Van Vliet scares the hell out of you. Uh, they, oh, they man. Just, they, they've got a lot of guys who can hurt you. But in that Honestly, matchup, Ethan, it's funny that you. It's funny that you look at the Raptors and, and call them a mirror. I mean – they're both deep teams for sure. And they're both teams that are like offensively sound. Like you watch them and you're like, yeah, this team moves the ball. They're nice. But the Raptors have a full rotation of two-way guys, man. I'm looking at that. that damn. Give me a, give me some of those defensive-minded players right there. That would be nice. Like, well, a, no, man, Lee, you want to talk about somebody that we haven't really talked about as a free agent. He's about to get paid. I mean, but damn. he's gonna get he's gonna get paid by them, though, isn't he? He's gonna get paid yeah, by I, them. I, I yeah. think so, which makes the Lowry situation particularly interesting because what are you gonna invest 45, 50, 60 million dollars in the point guard position? That I think you might right. have to. I think you might have to if you're them, and they've been so good together. And 
Both of those um, guys are such good players. The thing about Toronto is, is that they have a couple guys, um, and I'm probably going to butcher his name, but oh well, Chris Boucher. Boucher is another of their fives, um, yeah. I think that like there's going to be a guy like that that could come out of nowhere and there and we'll be saying random scrub heat killer kind of situation. So like that, that's the one thing about Toronto is that they always have a guy you don't expect that comes out of nowhere and performs. So that's another added element to kind of um, make me want to avoid them, hopefully. But but the difference between them and what we talk about with random scrub heat killers is that the guys that Toronto has that do that against you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. End up becoming really good players. Like, this is true. You, you know, it, it's a, when we think of random scrub heat killer, it is the guy who we've kind of decided is not a very good NBA player. Marcus Right, who has a moment against the Heat. Well, no, remember the the original random scrub Heat killer was uh, Paul Millsap. No, 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 he wasn't. That's when we were a cocky Heat fan. He was was not hitting threes, Alf, but Alf, yes. I thought it was Wayne Ellington. I thought that that was... No, no, random scrub Heat killer start... Listen... As a president of Heat Twitter, can I tell? Can you guys listen to me? I, I'm not giving this. I mean, presidents <laughs> can be and should be impeached, right? I'm not. RSHK. Wow. RSHK. This, this is worse than selling with, secrets to the Russians. I'm sorry. RSHK started with Paul Millsap hitting two, like three pointers for his entire career, and then going off for like six in an overtime game. I think it was against the Heat. Like that's where random scrub heat killer came from. So I was at that game. I could confirm I that happened. I was okay. too. I was too writing about it, but, but he was a good NBA player before that. The definition. I'm, sure, I'm just saying nah, where random scrub heat killer this. came I'm, from. I'm going to pull this on Twitter because I, How are you gonna, I, I was one of the people that created this. I don't care. I, I don't care. I don't I'm not care. saying, I'm not saying that he was, he is or was ever a scrub. I'm just saying that's when people just started getting like, yo, how are these guys just having career games against Heat all the time? And Paul Millsap was the OG. I, like, this guy does not shoot threes, and all of a sudden he's like six for eight. 
in a random I, ass game. I know what he did in that game, but I'm going to give you someone that was, I'll give you a few that were better that year, okay? Because they were not as good NBA players. John Henson was one of them. I remember John Henson had like 22 rebounds against the Heat, and then LeBron oh came God. in. Le- LeBron came in the next, like after the next John Henson game where he had one rebound and was like, why the hell does this always happen to us? Like, LeBron was tracking random scrub heat killers to see what they did the game after they played against the heat. They tried Um, to trade for John Henson multiple times too, just to get him to stop doing it to them. But there are (laughs) Marcus Thornton was another one. He made a Vucevic then. Who 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 else have they had, Greg? Greg, who else have they had? They've had a bunch. Um, you know, Marcus Thornton. I already said. Um, Wayne Ellington. Wayne Ellington. There's probably like three other Brooklyn Nets that I'm not thinking of currently. Um, A New York Nick. Um, But no, I'm kind of I'm drawing a blank. Who was the white? Who was the white guy? The frat bro on the on the Knicks that was like one of the reasons (laughs) that 31 and that 30. Dwayne Wade's teammate. Dwayne Wade's teammate. No, no, not even him. I'm talking about the 30 and 11 team. That lost to the Knicks on the on tr- oh oh that guard that little guard um, yeah like he looked, uh, uh, Baker he looked like he did tech stands at halftime I'm not gonna was, lie. Ron yeah Baker? dude no, Ron, Ron Baker, Baker. Yes. Ron Baker with the with the, the moppy hair yeah sort of he thing. Lit, he lit the heat up in a game they needed to win like it was uh, the the team that went 30 and 11 in the second half hey, like Ron yeah, Baker did you not, did you guys oh, not watch bro. Ron Baker in March Madness in Wichita State. Yeah, and he never did that again. It was him and Fred Van Vliet. Until the Heat needed to make the playoffs, he never did that again. That's the whole point. But I want to thank Benjamin for putting this comment up because the guy was escaping me. The guy this year was Garrison Matthews. Oh, my God. Shout out to Benjamin. That's it. That's a a good one. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. I forgot that one. But there were so many. I mean, you go to the big three era. There were so many guys, and now they're all kind of slipping my mind because they were never that good to begin with. Like – This was happening pretty much every single game. There was some guy who had a career high. Yes, I remember the six threes from Ellington, but there was some guy who had like a career game against him. And then you literally never heard from the person again. Um, And and it mostly was like two guards, just like random two guards. Giancarlo Navas uh, wrote about this on Miami Heat beat a while back. I'll have to dig up that article and get all the names for us. I'll tweet them out. Yeah, we need we need the the all time random scrub. Oh man! Uh, Shout out to Gary Neal. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh, oh god! Gary Neal. Yeah, Gary Neal was a good one. All time <laughs> great. All time great against the Heat. But but was he oh, a scrub? God. Was he a again? He's he was. He was never even like that good as a, as a role player. Like the rest Shout of the Shout out to Fez, Gerald Henderson. It's not like Danny Green is like yeah. prime time three and D guy. No, Gary Neal was never even that good. Like for the rest of his career, God, but <laughs> the guy was just. Oh my God! He got, but he got Euro. Dwayne Wade erased everything by Euro stepping the hell out of his ass. So at least we got that back. I feel like I've just wiped this all out of my memory because I, I this is all I used to write about, and now I can't remember anybody but John Henson and Wade Ellington. It's Bellin, oh, oh, Anthony Tolliver's uh, Griffey Fifty Five oh. just brought this up. He has never missed a three against the Heat ever. I, someone true. needs to look this up. This might just be an Alf's eye test. No, you're I right. tried to sign him too. <laughs> so yeah, well, they tried to sign him many times actually. I, I didn't realize he was a Grizzly until I saw. He's one of those who he played for guys. Yeah, like you, you don't he's know played where for, Anthony. He's played for every team except the Heat. I thought he was still in Portland. <laughs> I, so did I. I. You never know where that guy is. Um, Houston's had a bunch of them against the year uh, around the years. Like they, they've had a ton. All right, let's get back. 
Uh, I'll throw this one out on Twitter because I'm not going to give you Paul Millsap as a scrub. I'm just not. I, I understand he actually he he started it. Night. He started he, it. He, he he acted out of character that night. That's all he. Okay, did. that's he, where it comes from. Paul Millsap. We got to talk about him as a free agent. We do. Um, well, actually, um, it's it's interesting to talk about this because we're going to see in the first two games two of the guys that we've talked about on the on the pod. So let's throw this out again. Paul Millsap versus Serge Ibaka. We devoted 30 minutes to this. You can have one for a one-year contract with this team. Millsap. It's Millsap. Easy. I mean, honestly, the one thing with Ibaka is, like, he's a little bit of a better rim protector. It's always been his thing. And I think that would be cool to, you know, because you can kind of – that's one positive of playing him with Bam that you don't really get from Millsap, the rim protection. But Millsap is just an all-around better player. On both ends of the floor, I think. Yeah. When we did that pod, I said Ibaka because of the things you just referenced with rim protection. And I don't think that the recipe for success is having Bam be the best rim protector on the floor. I just don't because he's so good away from the basket defensively. Um, But the more I unpack that, I feel like Paul Millsap is just so good at all the other stuff. and, uh, And it's just a better overall player and would fit in with those guys. So I'm going Millsap. I'm switching it up. Yeah, I agree. I think Millsap, just because I think the the him next to Bam, even though I do I do like uh, a real rim protector next to Bam uh, for for a limited number of minutes, like it, it that is really 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 appealing. Um, but just overall, like just put Millsap is such a good defender, like a, such a good team defender, and between the two of them, I think they'll do enough to stop guys from even getting to the rim that rim protection won't be as much of a problem. Like we always just talk about with Whiteside. Part of the mm-hmm. problem was like guys were just getting to the rim too much. And so it looked like he was a great rim defender, but the problem was guys were getting there too much. So I think with those two guys out there, like you could do enough that – like the whole point is that guys don't get to the rim. Um, and if you're going to have – if you're going to – you're facing up against another big in this day and age, you almost want them to go ahead and get theirs, you know? Um, so I, I, I think those – I think that Millsap and Bam together is a is is a great it's a much better offensive combination and defensively the drop off isn't big enough to justify uh, picking Ibaka over Millsap. I'm gonna go the other way. I still think it's Ibaka, and I'm a big Millsap fan. Uh, but I think Ibaka, like I said, gives you something you don't have already on the roster, and is also, I believe, although we probably would need to see a birth certificate, uh, younger than Paul. And, and I do think that Paul feels to me like a final piece on a big Alf, is he allowed to say that? I'm allowed to say that. Okay, Luel Dang and I had many <laughs> conversations about this. Uh, Paul, Paul oh, he, I, he, has a, he pulled the Luol Deng card. I did. I mean, you can pull that card out of anywhere. That gets you. I just said that. Has. Just say, I know Luol Deng. I can speak about Africans. That's how that works. That's... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know I, if you could. I don't know if you should have said that, but maybe not. Maybe you not. were okay up until that point. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, I, I appreciate that. We're just talking about twenty-two on the Heat. Uh, other things we shouldn't get into tonight. Uh, Millsap feels to me like a final piece on a big three team. I think you're right. Uh, Abaka feel like he just a guy fits the culture. Plug him in like a you know like a Shane Batty or Ray Allen type who's been around and okay he wants to get his ring and here you go. Abaka feels like there's more growth there that you still can get. And his last two seasons have been pretty damn good. I, I would I would say Abaka. The other thing about it is taking Abaka hurts a rival in the Eastern Conference, um, whereas Millsap is someone out West. 
So you convinced me. I'm going to Baca again. I'm switching up again. There you go. Oh, we're 2-2. Two, two. crazy. I was about to say, like, uh, <laughs> as we were talking through this, I kind of started to think, damn, Ibaka might be cheaper, and the rim protection thing is something that I really think would be nice for them to have again. I just mm-hmm. – I feel like I'm selling myself into the idea of Ibaka, and I look at him. He's a good player. He's been good for the Raptors, right? He's been just pretty much just as good as ever. The one thing is he doesn't have that athleticism anymore, and we're going to end up looking at him like, damn – we forgot that his uh, his legs are uh, not that much faster than Myers and Kelly. <laughs> All right, I, Listen, I'll, I'll, go ahead. Whoever's cheaper is uh, is actually the real answer. Well, that, between, that, that, that's a good way to evaluate a lot. Of, that's a good way to evaluate a lot of things. Hold on, health. what if what yeah. if we do a third guy into there? You want to talk about? <laughs> like, don't get married. Thing. It's cheaper to say. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I set you up for that. There you go. <laughs> what oh, if you throw in a Marcus Okay, that's interesting. Can, can I can I get to something that somebody put on there? They said we need rum protection, um, by the way, which we do uh, on this particular podcast. Against me. Uh, yeah, we need rum protection against Al. Um, Marcus Gasol is interesting. I, you know, he was more important to them than I thought he would be last year. Kind of thought he was cooked, uh, and he's a very very good positional defender, um, but he's not a rim protector either. I mean, he gives you right. I mean, that's that's not never really been his game. Not really. Just because well, he's really like wide, but he's not so wide anymore. So I don't even know if that is helping him. You know, the, the guy is yeah. still a great defensive leader. You want to talk about all the things yeah, that we said so all year about Myers Leonard being on the back line defensively. How about a guy who won Defensive Player of the Year, uh, the season that we all thought LeBron was going to get it, like a consensus or, or, or whatever the hell. <laughs> but, yeah, but uh, is Myers going to be cheaper? Oh no, for sure. But I yeah, mean, come on, Marcus saw. Marcus Saul is, is a, just a much better. I think everything player has to be player. everything has to be framed in the in in the 2021 and uh, what. Well, I thought we were talking about one year one year deals here. Yeah, we are for all these guys. You, you, oh, know, okay. what you, you know what you're not considering with Marcus Saul though. Marcus Saul like went to battle with David Fisdale. You don't think Spose heard some things there? Mm. Yeah. Right. And that yeah, wasn't hurt. that wasn't Marcus Sol's reputation. And it hasn't been since he got to Toronto. That was a weird circumstance. It was kind of like a player who didn't want to let go of being sort of the face of a town in a lot of ways, because Marcus Sol really fit in Memphis. And then but it went really bad with Fisdale. And so that's a good point by Alex. Uh, Alex Maybe they'll bring back Hassan that he for rim protection. Up, stop it. Clamped up <laughs> rum protection. I mean, clamped up Embiid in the second round last year. He did actually. Gasol was very good against Embiid last what year. What about AD this summer if the Lakers get embarrassed in the first round? No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Clutch yeah, the Blazers. The Blazers are going to upset them. Yeah, uh, man. Jaws that good, huh? Hassan is your sixth man. I mean, I'm watching the Pelicans right now. The Pelicans gonna be the eighth seed. Man, I mean, that's I'm I'm watching. <laughs> Boy, Zion just did something. I, just a bully. He's just a bully. I, I mean, Donovan's gonna one out of there. I mean, you want to talk about that even? Yeah, let's get into that a little bit. Uh, this is this will kind of be our last topic of the night. Let's talk about the Donovan Mitchell stuff because there were two different reports that came out today we've been talking about some stuff behind the scenes for a while we've touched on it a little bit that he's been spending a lot of time with jimmy and bam and we have the, the photos to prove it um no <laughs> i just uh and then it came out that he's been hanging out a lot with iguodala and crowder i don't try to overstate these things you got guys living in a bubble they're i mean they're not gonna want to hang out with their own teammates all the he time was hanging out with kuzma when he was facetiming bam that's right, and we're not going to hold that against him either. Uh, by the way, Zion right now, uh, six of seven, three alley-oops, um, or two alley-oops already, 13 points. But uh, 
you know, when you look at Donovan, it does seem like he's sending messages. It does seem like Oladipo is sending messages. It does seem like Beal is sending messages. It does feel like they're all trying to get somewhere. And it seems like that place is here. Um, I want to ask a Donovan Mitchell question we haven't talked to because he's going to be very hard to pry out because he's cheap. uh, You know, he's productive. He's the face of the franchise right now in a lot of different ways. Is he a heat? uh, Greg, is he a heat culture guy, so to speak? Because I know they liked him on draft night. I know that. Is he still? Yes, 100 percent. He is that. Um, kind of counted out underdog mentality, uh, kind of the same deal that Dwayne had from a mentality perspective. People kind of doubted his, um, whatever it may be, if it's athleticism or if it's his ability to get a shot off or if he could really be as good. Um, so I feel like he's kind of got all that going for him. There's been some you know, weird stuff in Utah, but there's always weird stuff in Utah to Utah. So um, <laughs> like, I, I think that he he exemplifies a lot of the stuff that they want to ha- uh, have in a player. And he also is just from a talent perspective, you can't deny what he brings that way. And the fact that he already has a relationship with Bam Adebayo and um, he has a relationship with Jimmy Butler. Um, I don't know how long of a relationship that's been, but it's definitely happening in the bubble in terms mm-hmm. of them connecting. Uh, I just feel like there's a lot of stuff where the stars can align that way and it makes sense, but it's going to be tricky because he's on a rookie deal. So he's essentially going to have to force his way out and that's never easy to do but if utah loses any you know leverage that way what they this is the thing miami wants to go into a meeting with Giannis with three stars already on the roster and when you really unpack that and i keep using that word because there's a lot to unpack lately is that you you can't really get there from a salary perspective unless you've got guys like bam and donovan mitchell that are just up for their first extension Mm -hmm. um so, so that's like a, like kind of when you're thinking about how this works from a, from a cap perspective, if you could go in with Mitchell and, and Jimmy and Bam, you then have the space to pay a guy like Giannis. So I think that that's why that's an attractive option, but it would cost Hero, Kendrick Nunn, draft picks, mm-hmm. on and on and on. So like that's where it gets a little tricky. All right. I, I like reading Benjamin's comments here on the air occasionally. That was a good one. We all know Utah would prefer Hero anyway. Most likely. Uh, <laughs> you have a package of Hero, none, and Olenek. They'll be all right. So it's a good enough that, ratio. That, that's right. If you add Olenek. I, I thought it was funny, too, that Dallas wanted Olenek. It's like, how many six foot eleven or up white guys can you have on one roster? Like, what, what, what is this exactly? All of them? Uh, uh, all of them. Well, Donovan Mitchell, as I'm watching Drew Holiday handle right now, by the way, and I just – I love his game, man. I just – I love his yeah, game. They look at him. Donovan Mitchell in the beginning of this game, by the way. He, so, would lock, so, he could lock up anybody, man. Like so, he could lock up one through three. So, so let's 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 talk about him again because we talked about him. When wait, the wait, wait, can I say one thing about yes. Donovan Mitchell before we change? Yeah, I mean, this is something the Jazz are losing right now. It's uh, there's obviously nine minutes still left in the game. They're down four. It's really contentious right there around where they are in the standings. You got the Thunder right behind them, tied with the Rockets for a game behind them. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, who had you know one of the best offenses of all time this year, apparently uh, according to offensive rating. Not that far behind them. If they just get a bad match, like right now, they're if, if the playoffs were to have started right away with no seeding games, they would have got OKC, which I guess is a favorable matchup uh, compared to getting the Rockets or the Nuggets. They're out first round. Dallas. They're out. Oh, first that's what round. I'm saying. I think they're Watch out, out for who round. the Jazz think, I, get in the first round. I don't think it matters. I think they're out first round anyway. Without Bogdanovich, their second unit is so bad. Yeah, it's just yeah. Jordan Clarkson and other guys who can't even. I do mean, it. it's it's putrid. Like 
the, the the starters leave the floor and you and then the starters get back on and somebody just said Mitchell's look frustrated all game. The starters get back on the floor, they look like they look out of it. They look like just exhausted. The That's fact a problem, they have, man. yeah, they 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 left the floor by fourteen uh, today. Yeah, or like it was twenty three to eleven. Next thing you know, it was twenty seven twenty three, and the Pelicans are up four points. Like the the Pelicans just went on like a sixteen zero run as soon as the starters left the floor. Like. You got to think these guys are just frustrated and want to get out of there. But I've also thought that, that Dennis Lindsay did a really good job of adding to the bench the last offseason. We, we talked about a lot of their moves, but some of them haven't. I think part of it is Conley didn't become what they hoped he would become, exactly. or at least hasn't he yet. He has looked good. That's the one thing I will say about the Jazz. He has looked really good. Since he, the, he, he's looked good. He's looked, he's looked better. Aggressive. Late. He started to look better towards the end of the, of the regular season. But I think when he wasn't what they expected, you know, it trickled down to the rest of the roster. And like I said, now you don't have Bogdanovich. I, I don't like their chances against any of those teams. I, I think, uh, to be honest, I think Houston will make it. I'm not a big Houston. They're not guy, beating though. Houston. They they always lose to Houston. That's what well, but do. it's 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 also though. I just don't think there's a place for Gobert to play in that series. I think Houston ends up winning the size down matchup. I don't like them against Denver. I don't like them against – I certainly don't like them against the Clippers if they slip to seven. The only don't, one I can see them really is OKC. beating is OKC. And OKC but, but is a Chris good Paul, team, by the way. Chris, That's a good Chris, team. Chris Paul will win that series by himself. I, I, I just feel like Chris Paul will will them uh, to a win. And I, I think, uh, again, Schroeder's, injury, Schroeder's situation is worth watching too because they yeah, need him. He, he's important. They need all three guards. But the way that, uh, that Shea has, is coming up, I, I think they're really problematic. How, how do – I don't think I don't the Jazz know, can guard so their nasty. three guards. I don't think the, they can guard the three guards. All right, let's final, – final three minutes here. I want to get to the single most important thing. We've talked about this stuff now for three months since we thought they were coming back. One minute or less. I'm timing you all. How far do the Heat get? Start with Alf. Oh, he get to the second round, uh, six-game series against the Bucks. And they put up a great showing, but fall short. Um, and it's going to be due to uh, point of attack defense. It's going to be due to the fact that they can't stop the three at times. And they're going to shore that up in the offseason. Not this season or may- maybe this season or the next season, but it's going to be addressed. And I think that's where they get. Greg. Uh, I'm going to go a loss in game seven to Milwaukee. What round? Second round. In round two. Round okay. two. The only round that they can match up with them in. Well, how about if they get that third seed? They can get it. Yeah, yeah they could. Change that's, things. that's true. Alex. Okay. So so let me just say this. Oh, since I did have a minute and I only took 20 seconds. If that's they right. were to get out of the four or five part, I think that they can get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I really do. I agree. I agree with that. So you would you would be better. You feel better about the Celtics matchup than the Bucks matchup. With the Kemba injury, yes. Thank okay. you. I mean, I still I, I, feel better about the Celtics matchup than the Bucks matchup. That's why I, I was going to say the same thing. Seven, mm-hmm. losing seven to Milwaukee. I think it'll be a really good series. I think Miami's going to slip to five uh, during the seeding games. Um, I don't think it's going to matter. Oh. Uh, I, 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 as much as I've liked their chances and a lot, I think it's going to, I, I don't know. Uh, something about that last, I'm trying not to make too much of that last scrimmage. Um, but <laughs> but you're making I, too much of it. I, it's the last thing much, you saw. 
No, it's the last thing I saw. But the last thing I saw before we went to break was that collapse against Charlotte. And so I keep getting those things stuck in my head. And it was kind of the, the la- But the last thing we saw was what we've been concerned about, like crazy. Like the last thing we saw is our biggest concern personified. On steroids. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, right. so like all of our concerns were like just thrown in our face with a full lineup. It's not like you could make any excuses. Right. They had, and it, it wasn't. It wasn't like they were holding their own, and then like they put in Gabe Vincent and Chris Silva to start the this. second half. Like they looked bad the entire game. First unit, second unit, everything. They looked bad. How about so this? That, so that so what are you saying, Ethan? Are you saying well, first I, I round? Can't, these guys, these guys are all filibustering me. So I, I, my, my time is being Bill Bard here. So that's that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> one last thing. One have... last thing. This is a veteran move by them. I bad in the scrimmage. It's I a didn't veteran yield move. My time. I didn't yield my time to the senator <laughs> from from Lyft. Okay, I didn't yield my time. <laughs> I'm taking my time back. Here's the contradiction that I'm going to give you. I think they're going to slip to five. But I think Eric's going to figure some things out. I think they're going to beat Philadelphia, and I think they're going to beat Milwaukee. I do think, and I think they're going to lose to Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. I, 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 like, I liked, well, to the, to the point of Boston, <coughs> I, again, Kemba's injury, I, you know, we got to assume health, I guess. But I, I hate the matchup against Boston so much that I don't care where they play them. I don't think they beat them. I do think that Philadelphia – my guess is Embiid's not even going to play in the series against the Heat. I can see he's going to get hurt again. Miami can win that series. Uh, I, and I, I just – Milwaukee, to me, I keep coming back to this. I think that their advantage has been mitigated by the break. Um, I think the way they were rolling, I do think some of their older guys you know, may get nicked up a little bit. And I, I think Miami is just – so I'm going purely on matchups. I, I've, I like the Philly matchup. I like the Milwaukee matchup. I hate the Boston matchup. So that's where we go. And if if that happens, if the Heat make the Eastern Conference Finals, Pat's going all in this offseason. All oh, in. Yeah. All in. It's just they, like, I mean, he may go they, all in anyway, guys. If they have a strong yeah. showing in the second round, I mean, he's going all in. Yeah. Yep. I'm with it. Ethan at 10 minutes. Stop <laughs> it, Manny. So I do you not yield say your my, name in less than five minutes. Yeah, I, I can't do that. And I do not yield my time to uh, to the, the congressman from South Carolina. I, where the hell are you living, Alf? I don't even know where to character. Sunrise. I'm in Sunrise now. Right. For, all the, for all the people on Twitter that want to fight me. I'm have you right. have you been have you lived in every city in Broward? Let's go through it. Coral uh, Springs, Coral Miramar. Springs, Tamarack, Margate, Miramar, Fort Lauderdale Plantation, and Sunrise. <laughs> so you got to go to Dade, dog. You got to go to Dade. No, I don't. I won't. I've never lived south. Op- Opalaka first. I literally lived like, city. My, the apartment complex I lived in Miramar. If you turn right, you were in Dade County. No, like, no, you were. As soon as you turn right, you were in Dade County. Yeah. And then if you turn left, you were in Broward. And I Northeast Miami. So I lived on that line too, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. I I did also. All right. Thanks to everybody for joining us. Follow five reasonsports.com. I'll change my prediction by tomorrow. Uh, Check out. 954 for life. 954 for life. Also, check out, you got to check out our our new Twitter account uh, that we have basically co opted called uh, Clutch. Clutch NBA at 5R. Everybody's showing the shirts now. Clutch, clutch uh, NBA at 5R. They did a really cool hype video today, which 
to be honest, was better than ESPN's, in my opinion. Um, and Ben, you know, as good as Bleacher Report. So check that out. Uh, we tweeted that. It's got like 25,000 views. And uh, I'm the one who got him to throw on the little Jimmy thing at the end. So I, I felt we needed to end it uh, with the heat. Check out all our content Saturday, live stream, game one. Oh. Game one, live stream. Okay. The whole thing or just halftime? No, no, we'll do pregame. It. We'll do pregame. <laughs> I didn't want to know. I want to know how to prepare myself. <laughs> how drunk you are? Ethan be running my no. Ethan tries to run my ass into the ground, man. Like I'm tired, bro. I'm like, I know. Someone said Wade Ennington after research was the first random scrub heat killer. Fez, uh, at Fez Butter, who we trust. Yeah, he's, he's, a, trust he's a trusted Fez source. Uh, I, nuggets. Fez is still wrong. Yes, and I, I did. I moved. First of all, I moved it to the 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 best brews room location that is on uh, Commercial Boulevard between Knob Hill and Pine Island. That's the only one that's still <laughs> run by the original brew Brzezinski, whatever his name was. Yes. The rest of them have been sold off to franchises, and they. Um, hopefully, if they're, if they're never going to be a, uh, a careful, sponsor, careful. The rest of them suck. Uh, the one on commercial is still the triple threat are still dope as hell. And shout out to Sasha. Hey, Sasha. Say hi. Hi. She can't hear you. She doesn't have the headphones on. <laughs> we waved. <laughs> she waved. Uh, by the way, I was trying to get Bruce Rube as a sponsor, so I appreciate that. You guys are just like, <laughs> a, you're like anti-capitalist. Like, you know, Alex. I'm going for Duffy, bro. I, you I'm know. the safe one. I'm the safe one. I've Sports been trying Grill. to get Duffy's on my Sports side Grill. the whole time. I'm trying Sports to get Duffy's. Grill. Sports Grill. Sports Grill. I'm oh, yeah, and sports shenanigans, grill. too. All right. Have a great night, everybody. FiveReasonsSports.com. We will have more heat coverage than anybody else. I promise you that. Heat culture. <laughs> For listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.